0: I'm broke as shit. Just another American saw too many movies as a child. This is America. If you don't make money. You're a douchebag. F- what you gonna do? Welcome to Broke as Shit with Dave Mahogany, a comedy podcast for anyone who considers themselves to be broke as shit and will never fully recover from it. Now here's your host, Dave Mahogany. Hey guys, welcome to Broke as Shit. I'm back in my studio, or den. Now I'm no longer on the road. If you listen to the last few podcasts I was out, I was uh, on the road for work, but also kind of vacation. Uh, Let's talk about Orlando. Um, You know, every time I go there, it loses its magic a little bit more, but it really isn't magical at all. There's just a bunch of shit that they sell you, and everything is basically neon sign. But I was there for a little more than a week. So, you know, it was a good little trip, get away, do some things, but it was there for work as well. Um, it's just, everything there is so fucking expensive, man. I mean, everything's expensive everywhere at this point, but it's just everything, everything you want to do. I mean, it's like, there's always just like, if there, it's a pay to play kind of place and you know, you do, you go do the whole Disney thing. You walk around, it's fantastic. Like they've marketed every aspect of any possible thing every type of thing has a carrier or some kind of bag but you know it was fun it was cool to see a lot of shit um i, I really wish uh, i could have seen a spacex launch uh, they had a few while i was there there was one top secret one i guess then nobody was supposed to know about that they were doing god only knows what kind of thing they're shooting up for the military but you know it would have been cool to see that uh i haven't seen the, one of those yet um and I'm pretty sure I will at some point, you know, one time I, I could have driven at, I was like five, four or five in the morning when I was there, I could have gone all the way over to Cape Canaveral and actually seen a pretty decent launch. That would have been really cool. But you know, I am not known for waking up early, so most likely I will sleep through most of that, but, uh, that's pretty much what I did, but no, it was a good little trip. Um, you know, I was down there for work and then eventually the wife, we met up that whole thing. Uh, yeah but you know you go do the whole Disney thing we saw uh, was it Cirque du Soleil they got a new thing going on there it's like drawn together or whatever so it's cool to see like a standalone kind of Cirque du Soleil thing and this the second one I've ever seen the only other one I saw was in China and that was pretty cool or Macau whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know how they def- decide what one is the other this is where I got into a fight with AT&T they were trying to tell me that being in Macau was different cell service than being in China because they considered it different not the same country even though that's not fucking right at all. So they were going to charge me like $600 for the amount of cell service I used until I just argued with them standing in a fucking casino uh, for like an hour. Uh, I I guess I won the fight. Uh, eventually just switched to a different courier, but courier, carrier, carrier. Courier would be like a package. Whatever. I'm an idiot. So, you know, I guess a lot of shit has gone down around it's always going down man there's, there's always shit happening so it, it doesn't really matter you just say like oh some shit went down it's like yeah shit is always going down we know too much man sometimes you just need to know less but I think the the overall message I want to delay or want to deliver this time is I think we just need hobbies everybody needs a hobby man you know whatever it is your thing it's Like people used to be like you know getting all worked up about shit that they don't, one, don't know anything about, you know, as I'm talking about this or things that they've never heard about or what any just, just go make some bread or something or like, you know, get into cameras, do shit like that. You know, guys used to have their thing. They used to like woodwork, get into mowing the lawn, you know, just guys need a hobby or else. Yeah, I think everybody does. Everybody needs something to just kind of occupy their mind, something they can find some passion in. But it's like, Jesus dude, if not, then you're just one of those shitheads. who's just going to go March somewhere for something, and then go convince your neighbors and your friends and just alienate everyone. Start telling them some radical shit off the top of your head that, you know, someone, you're not even thinking your own thoughts. A lot of times you're just repeating somebody else's words because the people who have their own thoughts probably wouldn't be doing this. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is go make some bread or something like, you know, learn how to make a kebab, make whatever the fuck it is you want to make. But Learn how to do that. You know, everybody was into making banana bread, I guess. Banana bread sucks, first of all, over the pandemic. But, you know, sourdough was a big thing. But, like, just make... Do something. Go find yourself a fucking hobby. You know, life's too short to to get worked up about so many things. So, like, just go learn a bunch of stuff that you can't take with you. Because that's what I do. And then eventually invest all of your money in multiple states. And have all of it put into storage eventually. And then just spend constantly. That is... The American way. And, you know, this is a little after, uh, 4th of July. So happy birthday, America. I hate the, uh, the America kind of shit that, uh, like faux Americana kind of stuff where they you claim to be some type of Patriot. You're not at all. Um, this is a brand just being sold to you. I mean, it's just like putting on an American flag on a fucking can of Budweiser is just a good marketing strategy, but there's a lot of people who fall for that kind of stuff. And, you are culturally broke when it comes to down to that. You know nothing about your country. You know nothing about any of this other shit. You know nothing about the society that you are in. You just sold this idea of, like, we're going to, you know, you put in a boot in their ass because that's the American way. Like, that's not cool. But, I don't know, I say that as Top Gun was, like, one of the biggest movies or whatever. It's like, yeah, fucking pro-Navy, let's do this shit again. So, I don't know. This is me just bitching, but yeah, trip to Orlando. <laughs> somehow, my friend once told me, no matter what conversation I have, somehow I can find a way to work it back into, like, military shit and, like, my hatred for this just industrialization that just fucks us all in the end, you know? it's He's right, and he's probably listening to this, so yeah, you're right. You're the one who told me this, but fuck it. That's exactly how it goes. So, no, Orlando was fine, you know? They had a bunch of things. There was Burger King, helicopter, all kinds of shit. It's all fun stuff. And, you know, you got to go to Mickey's place, so that's uh, always nice. But, I don't know, I was just thinking about some topics or whatever. I had another friend, I'm surprised anybody listens to this, but if you do, tell your friends whatever, if they want to kill some time or something, you know, follow along. You can do Spotify, iTunes, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts, I'm on. I imagine if I keep doing this in like five years, I'm going to sound like, Basically, Rush Limbaugh. Even though I, I support none of the shit that that guy ever talked about, this is just how it sounds when you're by yourself, sitting in a fucking room. It always don't. It, I mean, this might as well be AM radio. But you get some fancy audio equipment now, I guess the barrier for entry. Um, so no, I was thinking. Um, so I got a, a check in the mail the other day, and it was from some weird class action lawsuit. I don't recall ever signing up for, and I always thought class action lawsuits were weird because, like, you know. <laughs> one of those things that you don't have to really do anything, but then somehow you could just sign up for it and just claim it. I don't know how much work they put into figuring out if you're even eligible. Uh, I remember I was in England for work and this is when I think was it Equifax. They had their massive security breach and it was like over 200 million people, all of their social security numbers, all of this other shit. I wasn't one of them, but everybody that I knew was like, just throw your name into the hat because they're going to you know, give you some money or they'll just boost your credit score and with the fact that they could just at on their own whim just do that or the, now they have like experian boost or whatever you don't have to do shit you have to put no effort into this thing to sign up for it now i'm sure they're just taking all your data and they're you know you're paying for it in some way because there's no there's no such thing as a free lunch but you have to do very little and they'll just boost your your credit score so it's like this is all bullshit i mean i even said that when i was talking about walking through like tsa precheck How am I any less dangerous if I was going to do something? If anybody's going to do something. You didn't have me take shit out of my bag. Like, again, you're already putting it through an x-ray machine. So why does it have to take... Why do I have to remove it from the object that you can actually shoot particles through? It's already stupid. But, yeah, you didn't have to do shit. So, it's just, you know, it was more money. It has nothing to do with it. It's just like... I don't know. They convince you that that's what... Needs to be done or whatever so. But then like the class action lawsuit. So I got a check in the mail for like nine bucks. It's always something like. It's never like anything big. You're never getting like a thousand. Or tens of thousands of dollars. I had a a class action suit. For that stupid Wells Fargo way to save thing. And this is Wells Fargo again. So it's my favorite bank to shit on. Even though it's the bank I still have. Because you know fuck me. There's only like three of everything in this entire world. Three companies own 90% of everything. So they talk about, we had a, we love to support small business. Like, yeah, my ass, you own them. But what ends up happening is, um yeah, so apparently there was some class action lawsuit between the years of 2014 to 2018. Uh, this had to do with like Lyft and Uber. I don't know what this is. This was like Wells Fargo versus uh, Wallace. This was a class action settlement for like $10.5 million US. And I guess they were specifically holding off on processing like Lyft and Uber payments so it was causing people to overdraft their accounts now i don't recall ever signing up for this but this seems like something that i would probably would have fallen prey to so i'm i'm pretty sure between those those 4 years i'm pretty sure i've overdrawn my account at many times and probably at least 5 times from either Uber or Lyft my issues with those companies uh, Lyft. Eh, you know, I used to hate Lyft. Lyft was like the the shit. You know, the shit kind of car service. And now I actually prefer them over the other, whatever. It's Just a car service. But no, I mean, like so. I, whatever it was, I got ten bucks. Again, don't remember ever signing up for this. But then again, I never signed up for the way to save thing too. They felt bad for as many times they signed me up for that stupid account, like six times. So they mailed a the check to me. But this one. I don't know. I mean, you know, I wonder how many other people got the ten and a half million. But this, you know, it it looks like... I mean, but even it says, like, the summary of your legal rights. I was looking it up online because you can... You know, it's a public case. There are, like, four categories you could fall within. And I don't... I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know about any of that having to do with... Uh, I would, I'd like to think that if I... I've never... At that point, I didn't think of doing uber or lyft and then how that would have overdrawn something now other methods that you could possibly do i mean when talk about overdrawing if you know it's about to happen what you can do prior like if you have a weekend you can like skip over there used to be a time i mean this is where you get some real dirtbag shit but you could skip over and there were times where you you used to be able to buy like a bunch of like gift cards and like places like a home depot or whatever you could float basically you know (laughs) fake money you could do this like five or six different things you could get a bunch of gift cards for like visa gift cards or some shit. So you basically just converted it. You almost laundered this money you didn't have into something so you'd have cash. And then of course you're going to overdraw. So regardless doesn't fucking matter. 30 bucks is 30 bucks. You know, whether it's $1 or $100. You know, you overdrawing it makes no difference and in the actual amount. So when it came to like the uh <laughs> Saying that well you overdrew And uh, there was a class action suit Because we were fucking it up It's like yeah that's right you guys did this to me This wasn't my fault I'm not a deadbeat But it's like so quick (laughs) It's like something That you totally did Which is like you are the shithead In all of this but it's like every time they make The slightest failure now don't get me wrong Wells Fargo fucked many people over And continues But It's just kind of like, yeah, guys. Why did you take my money out of this? Which was like ten bucks over. What is it? The overdraft fee? If it's thirty bucks each time? How many times could this possibly have happened to somebody? I apologize. There's a cat in the room. This is the beautiful thing, you know. Talk about having a studio. There's no studio. I'm just sitting in my den. You know, Uh, but so, you know, for whatever reason, she had to go to the bathroom. So, there she is. Um, No, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so ten dollars would never replenish say, potentially hundreds of dollars that you could have because of this. But, you know, I guess it's nice. I don't know. I, I They they also sent me something, too. I paid off one uh, credit card that they had, and it was, like, a negative balance of 97 cents. And there's nothing you can do about the shit for, I don't know, for how long. And eventually they just mailed me a fucking check for 97 cents. It's always 97, but I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Like, what? Just leave it there. But then, of course, there's like the cash that you earn, like the cash back, whatever. If that doesn't hit a certain increment, you can't get it out. So it's like, oh, well, fuck that. Keep the 97 cents and give me this other stuff if that was the whole point. But, you know, whatever. Not using their shit anymore. I'm, I'm trying to get as far away from them as possible if I can, you know. Like I said, I, I love credit unions if you got to do it because there's difference for profit, not profit, you are definitely better off using people who give a shit who actually want to cultivate a good society I don't know, whatever, these big banks don't give a fuck about us they're just going to get bailed out you know, and the talks of recessions coming up and all of that other shit I mean, which they totally orchestrate so they'll just end up fucking the bottom 70-80% of the population in the world and the rest of them get to walk scot-free and get printed infinite cash and then underwrite their own loans this has nothing to do with the class action lawsuit, but fuck them. So I'm glad I got about ten bucks. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I wonder know how much it costs for them to print those checks and send them out, but you know, at least what like what is a check? What is a stamp now? Like fifty five cents or something. So that plus all the paper, whatever. I mean, whatever. So what? Screw them. Um, but so I've been watching, uh, been watching a lot of Hulu lately. I mean, I'm I'm trying to shift away from Netflix again. That's the thing that like jacked up their prices. There's a few things that I like on Netflix, which sucks. So maybe I'll have to, like, intermittently come in and out or whatever. I like Formula One. So I like the show that they got on there, which I guess everybody in the U.S. now loves because I guess we, as Americans, didn't give a shit about Formula 1 for a long time. I did, and then I stopped, and now I'm back. But Yeah, so I was just watching Hulu, and I noticed the other day, you know, of course they have ads. You can pay, like, I don't know what. It used to be, like, pay $5 more or whatever, and then Stop giving all these ads. Depending on what you watch, they'll give you more ads than not. But now I've noticed they also have like ads within the ads. So there's times where it's like it'll give you say like two minutes, and you'll see it count down through all of the ads. You know, pretty common. I'm sure you all know about it. But now there's some where it will break away from that countdown clock, have a separate ad. A lot of times it's like a choose your own adventure kind of ad. Like you get to pick. I was like, I don't give a shit what State Farm wants. Fuck that. Just do it, throw it at me. I'm not engaged with this. I couldn't care less about any of it. Nobody gives a shit about this. Nobody's there unless you work for that company. Even then, I didn't click on this thing to watch the ad. I'm trying to watch my bullshit television. I've been watching Married at First Sight. Yeah, that's right. I like trash TV. And when you start talking about recessions and lawsuits and all the types of shit and how you have a bankrupt culture and all of this kind of crap and bankrupt society, everybody's broke. You know, and when even when you claim that you're not, I mean, you kind of are. But, yeah, sometimes you want to watch some trash TV, so you don't have to think about that shit. So, yeah, I've been watching the, was it Married at First Sight? You know, not bragging, watching Hulu Live. So, I was watching one, I guess they had it in Houston, Texas. And, man, it's, it is utter trash. But, the greatest thing about it was just, like, there was one guy on there, biggest idiot I think I've ever seen on television and there has been some pretty prime dummies. This guy the idea is that okay, you get married at first sight to a complete stranger who you got matched together with supposed experts which one of I mean two of them are like sex therapists and the other one is a is a pastor. So I don't know what credential that really stands for because none of these people are fucking each other for a while, but and then the pastor, he's always like, "Well, you got to make these marriages work." It's like they just met each other. So the idea is they get to, they stay together for two months, and then they decide at the end if they want to be continuing to be married or if they want to get a divorce. Uh, I think my wife looked it up. Uh, it was like, seventeen out of fifty-six couples stayed together through, and then this was like season thirteen. I was watching. So that's pretty shitty odds as far as experts go. But who knows? Maybe that's that's uh, maybe that's good as. I don't know, but you have better luck if you just fan- you met some random person and then just got married because it was a, like 50% of marriages end in divorce. Those are better odds. But on this one, this one guy, I mean, it was just like, you could clearly tell he just wanted some sex from this woman. They get married. They matched up the two craziest people. Like they had their whatever bachelor party and bachelorette. They're both like grinding on the stripper respectively. And then they eventually get married and it's great. And then they go on their honeymoon with the big, everybody goes together. Uh, he gets COVID. So he's got to hang out and isolate and say, like, I got to be alone. I got to be this. And it's like, he's one of those people that is just like every little word of, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I can't deal with this now. These are my feelings. I'm trying to validate myself like this type of shit. I was like, oh my God. And at first you feel bad. You're like, okay, that's right. But it's like every time something happens so much as his cup of coffee doesn't have enough sugar, it turns into something like this. Meanwhile, His wife, you know, quote-unquote wife, she's wanting to be with him. So she's already starting out on a bad foot. But they also did Bang on the first night, which is great because they're just complete strangers uh, where the others are more reserved a lot of times. She goes back to Houston. He stays down in uh, Key West. And, uh, you know, he's recovering or whatever the fuck he's doing. But uh, he's talking about how it's so difficult for him. Like, you're just sitting at home and watching TV, man. You can still, like, go out and on the balcony. And I'm, they're taking care of everything for you, so what are you talking about? You're like, you have, <laughs> there's no struggle in your fucking life. This is what I don't understand. You're not doing anything. <laughs> it's just you act like you're in the fucking Ukraine. I swear to God, no missile is hitting you, buddy. Shit. And it's like, you also, at the the time frame that you got, you probably got the weaker version of COVID anyway. So, you know, suck it up. You're like, the dude's like swole as shit. Like, he, he it looks like he works out all the time. Is weak as fuck. Oh my God. So he, you know, they eventually, he comes back, all that kind of shit. So, but then, you know, they miss their entire honeymoon. And then it's just, it's just like, it's this polarity between these two people. She goes from being nice and even keel to just fucking nuts and like throwing things and telling people to get the hell, hell out or whatever. And then they'll make up and then they'll bang real hard. And then it's like, this is a horrible relationship. In any other type of place, you'd see like, "Wow, these people should never be together." But they're like, "No, we go. We want to try to make the marriage work." And they're talking to the pastor, dude. and He's like, "Well, have you thought about this?" And, and the other one, one guy, the guy is breaking down, and the other one, she starts blowing up, and it's like, "This is insane." <laughs> these are these people are nuts. Okay, there's no way that you or anybody as an expert would have ever decided this was okay. This is utter horseshit. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So, you watch through that. But the best part about this is he decides (laughs) at the end, we're like, okay, so we're going to stay together. You could clearly tell they're getting fucking divorced, right? He says, well, because we're married, that's going to be too much pressure. So, what we really need to do is we need to get divorced and then we can date. And then see if we want to get married. And... Nobody can understand any of the people in the groups, none of the experts, none of the people who have PhDs. Nobody can fucking understand what this guy is talking about. Like, why would you get divorced? Date the person, assuming they're okay with that, then think about marriage in the future with them. He's like, well, because this marriage has a lot of bad energy with it, and it's like, oh, okay, you're you're an idiot. And then he just keeps talking about it. He keeps trying to explain it, and he says he works in finance, and I'm like, oh my god, well, with... The current financial system around the world. I mean, uh, no fucking shit. This guy's a damned idiot. I mean, I swear to God, he worked for the Fed. So it's like, he he works in finance. But he's he, he's like, if we get divorced, well, then we can still date. It's like, you don't want to be with this person. You just want to keep the sex coming, probably. But also, you're kind of a dumbass. And at the very end, when they have to sit down in front of these people, these supposed experts, they... This is now called Married at First Talk with Dave. So... ...they ask him, he's like, you have come up with possibly the the dumbest thing we've heard of. You want to divorce this person, but then date them. So you want to end the relationship? It's like, well, but my definition of divorce is not the same as others. Well, okay, so what is your definition then? Well, that means that we're just... We're stopping the legal portion of it, but then we'll continue to date. It's like... So in the future, if you got married... And then you get divorced. Is that the end of that relationship? Nobody could understand. It. You're not getting what I'm saying. And it's like the the common thing that a lot of people now do is like you just don't you just don't understand what I mean. It's like well yeah, words are used to convey a thought, and if you don't know how to use the words, it's like a person trying to use a spoon to cut a steak. You don't understand what these tools are, these utensils. You're an idiot. And I like the fact the only thing that I respected out of all three of these experts is that short of basically saying, you're a fucking moron, this is really what happened. But it was just kind of like, okay, he shut down immediately. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'm done. Fuck this. Bye. And then just left, which is great because these two people should never be together. But I think he ended up dating somebody else on the show who was like much smarter. But clearly you could see she had some insecurities. So I don't know. Sometimes people make bad decisions. I don't know what this had to do with it, but my point is this show, each episode was like an hour and 20 minutes long is what it said on Hulu. And then Hulu, of course, pumping in like 55 fucking ads in this time. So I think like 30 minutes of this show was dedicated to just B-roll of like slow-mo shots of this shit around like Houston. Like wasted fucking time, first of all. But all of the commercials, dude. And as I'm watching this, I'm like just like, you know categorizing in my head like what are the there's like four types of commercials that exist in this shit this entire world and then maybe it's different depending on what because everything's different everybody gets their own feed everybody gets their own thing which is just destroying the world but it's like four there's only like a few types of commercials that exist I mean like it's it is some form of fucking insurance and every and these insurance some of the insurance commercials are more interesting than some of the shows but it's like it's just fucking insurance constantly I swear to God, if I see another Liberty Mutual thing where they're trying to play off of like chips or some shit, I can't, even, not even chips, whatever. They're playing off some kind of stupid cop drama from the 80s. It's just like, this is awful. Between that and then the progressive ads, I mean, fucking A. It's just insurance. And then like the next one that you're going to see probably just as much, if not more, is for some type of pharmaceutical drug. And it's weird too because then like there's the varying degrees of it too. Then it's like, depending on what show you watch, then you get a lot of ones for like HIV medication. And then you get some that are like for birth control. <laughs> like you watch The Bachelor. they I mean, like it's its definitely catered towards certain people. You watch like The Bachelorette or something. And it's just like 100% like birth control. And then you watch some other ones and it'll be like, you know, how you know, a guy can't get his dick up. And so it'll be that kind of stuff. And it's like, <laughs> okay, is that who's watching these kinds of things? Which I guess is true. But it's like this thing was like you get a shitload of those, but then you get, then it was some weird, like, weird twist where there have been a lot of commercials now where they use, like, kids. They show, like, here's a kid who's doing this. Here's a kid who's that. And it's like, here, have you ever seen this type of kid? And it's like, okay, well, what the fuck, what the fuck am I watching here? Why am I being sold this? But it's like they're they're pushing, like, there was a, there were a bunch about ADHD medication for kids like you see what a kid with adhd looks like and it shows a kid just sitting looking at his phone while he's in math class but then it's like well with his medication then it shows him like graduating from harvard i'm like yeah my ass that kid is wearing a beanie half on his head he ain't going to harvard i mean it's it's fucking insane it's like yeah you want to know why kids don't pay attention in school because it's fucking boring for eight hours i was a good student i have multiple degrees (laughs) shit gets boring dude Sometimes you don't want to listen to this shit. Sometimes your teacher sucks. Sometimes you got other shit on your mind. Like, I don't know, going through puberty. What's the only thing you could possibly think about in a fucking day? Probably not the square root of two. I mean, it's just insane. So, it's funny though. It's like you'll see them. They'll, they'll use kids to market so many other things in these ads. And it's just, it's like, I mean, I saw that, you know, when you're, if you're watching like, I was going to say the Flintstones. like, how fucking old am I? But you're watching like Nickelodeon or something. They're going to start showing you like a golden grams and stuff. Like they're going to start showing you cereals and toys and all that kind of stuff. It's like, that's directed marketing, but now using a kid to sell something that the parent has to ask for. That is some sick shit, man. That's usually stuff that's only reserved for like political stuff. And yeah, again, as my friend was saying, somehow brought it back to this. Like they, they use, you know, it's going to hurt kids or women to sell wars that's what they always do there. These people are raping women or they are killing babies like they did. They said that Saddam and the Iraqi soldiers in 91 were doing it's like, yeah, my ass and shit was all fake. But to do that for like medicating your child, I mean, that's that's a new level of evil that's just there. But it, then they put like bright and happy music in the show like, hey, everybody's happy when he's taking his shit. He's really obedient, which is is completely contrary to what you're told from every other thing is you got to let your kid have free reign you got to let this happen you got to let it's two conflicting messages we want to keep you drugged as fuck so you listen and fall in line but we also want you to be a free thinker but well this doesn't go i mean the kid speaks out he doesn't want to follow he doesn't want to follow orders it's like okay whatever fuck this thing but then there was another commercial, which I thought was really weird to show at a Marriott at first sight kind of thing, because it's like this is not the demographic. There are these these commercials from, and every so often you get them. You get them a lot when you watch like news, because you see who's really paying the bills and cultivating the stories. You'll get like Boeing and Lockheed and these types of like you know Dupont, all basically people who are like defense contractors. But there's this Raytheon commercial going on. I don't know if you're familiar with Raytheon. Um, they like to drape a fucking missile with the pride flag, and then decimate a region. So they're one of the biggest defense contractors. Actually, all microwaves that we have now came from Raytheon's invention, which was the microwave. And this was from uh, around World War II. They came up with it, so hooray, microwave shit. But... Yeah, I mean that's like they. I live down the street from a couple of these buildings, so it's like you'll see that like, especially in like Pride time, they'll, they'll they'll put this giant flag over here or whatever. But they also make like smart bombs and javelin missiles to keep it up. It's like they make all of these things. They make basically it's like missile and defense, so they make ICBMs and stuff. So it's like, but they're talking about in this commercial like giving back to the kids, and all the time I'm just trying to watch some fucking trash TV and just escape from this bullshit, right? So they put on this this commercial they're showing like stem programs like we support you know uh people it even says like people of color in this getting into this kind of shit meanwhile they'll like go kill you know half a million brown people on the other side of the world through their weapons and it's just like what is this bullshit man like we care about our communities you don't care about anybody else's community unless you feel like they have some resource you want or they're encroaching on your shit it's so it's ah fuck it fucking a man There's got to be some kind of thing to where you can't just keep marketing this kind of crap. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to see this type of shit. But that's the whole idea. That's why you watch trash TV. You want to escape this type of stuff. You don't want to be in reality. That's why you go to Disney World, where you pay $30 to park. And then you also buy this blue milk from the Star Wars land, which tastes like Caribbean semen. I mean, it was... The nastiest thing I've ever had. I got this the last time I went, but it's, it's not even made with milk. So it's some weird kind of soy thing because, I mean, because people are going to be walking around with it. Awful. Taste like shit. A pina colada. I'm not a fan of coconut. This was so far beyond that to where it was like somebody scraped off their flip-flop and put it in this drink. Disgusting. But if you wanted to pay $10 bucks for it, or some people, you could buy a Millennium Falcon that was a giant, I guess, like thermos thing. You know, you could drink out of that. That was like I don't know, it was like fifty bucks or something. So, I mean, that's what—that's why you do these things, man. You want some kind of escape from this shit. You don't want to see this. You don't want to have this kind of just pandering for this bullshit. And I don't want to tell you that you're keeping me safe because you're not fucking doing that, man. You're not doing any of that shit. I mean, if that's how you want to justify getting a trillion dollars a year, then you know, great. You taking my money regardless, but it's just one of those things. I was like, come on, just let me watch these people ruin their life. By marrying somebody they don't know, who most likely is not attracted to them. Which, that was a thing. There's always one or two people. This time there was this one girl. I felt bad for her because the guy just was not into her. Now, he... uh, I mean, it was like watching a 2x4. This man had no expression. I don't even know what he liked. He liked shooting guns. They eventually did that. Uh, She didn't like that, though. They were so different that... There's no way that they could even think that they didn't get fucking hosed on this. But, whatever. I've talked for more than 30 minutes about fucking Hulu and Married at first sight. But my point is, I mean, we gotta stop this shit with these ads within ads. That's some bullshit, dude. That is, you didn't... I already have to watch the commercial, but don't show me a commercial in a commercial to where it takes away from the amount of time. Or I have to decide to pick something. I don't give a shit. Just play the fucking thing. Maybe I need to go back on vacation. I'm already, like, high strung. I need a hobby that is not talking about this type of stuff. I got 3D printing. I got build... I have another... I have a little YouTube channel. I make... I have a website. I make little roller coasters and shit like that. You can do that. If you want to follow that up, whatever, you'll find it. I mean, that only bankrupts me financially. It doesn't suck my soul. So... I don't know. To Raytheon. Um, So, I don't know. I also had a friend. He he said he, like, my personal stories of like me being like broke as fuck. Uh, I think my earlier things talking about like how (laughs) basically trying to see like when an overdraft he was going to kick in. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person to do this. I know a lot of people have done this where, yeah, you, you basically float this cash you don't have on like a gift card, which of course does not expire for like five years. So, uh, one of the other things that I did, I used to work for, um, uh, the DOT in, uh, the, the state of Georgia, and, um, as much as I, I'm talking about people wasting like taxpayer money and shit like that, there was so much downtime at this job. It was incredible. And by incredible, I mean also shocking. So we noticed there was a Dunkin' Donuts across the street. So you go, you your a little smoke break or whatever, but there was two a day that we would get. So we'd go across and we started just getting Dunkin' Donuts. When I first started working at the DOT, like I had just stopped like working out. Cause I'm like, man, I'm depressed. I need to fucking do something. I was going to Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. I went from like 175 pounds to, I'm, I gained like 60 pounds now. So <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts made me fat. <laughs> it doesn't keep you running at all, all right? Um, but it's like, so there we we found out there was like, this kind of a scam we could do, basically. Um, every time you bought something, they'd give you a receipt. But if you go there enough, of course the people know you, right? So we were friendly with them. They give you a receipt and if you fill out the survey, they give you a five-digit code uh, they still do something like this today, but it's, it's not quite the same. What it was was if you did it, they'd give you a free medium coffee. Now, if you got real lucky, they'd give you another receipt, which they're not supposed to do. Because you know, regardless, every receipt gave you this fucking uh, code to do a survey to then get the code to get a free cup. So we realized they didn't keep track of shit and it was never entered in there was no barcode and this is what a bunch of engineers do we sit and we figure this out right we're across from georgia tech we're over there we're like all right we hate our job let's figure out how to how to get some free coffee right so we'd walk around in like different dunkin donuts we could hit up like two or three in a a break period but we'd go to this dunkin donuts we knew everybody there so we'd go in like packs so we all knew about this and we started doing it and we were it was me and uh, two other guys, we figured this out pretty quickly. Like, Wait a second. They're not scanning this. So we could just get free coffee for as long as we, as long as they have this promotion, which I didn't say that it ended. It didn't it was just, we want to see how we're doing. So what we did, we'd go in, you get the initial receipt, right? So you got to build up your bank. <laughs> Sound like a degenerate gambler, but you gotta, you gotta, gotta build up your house cash is what I'm trying to say. So you go in there. You get the receipt, you buy whatever coffee you want. So realistically, you wouldn't get a large because then you're going to be losing money each time, right? Like you didn't get that initial investment back. My God, it sounds like such a piece of shit. So <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, that's the thing, man. If you're if if you were like super smart, you'd fucking game the entire population. If you're decently smart, you you game a Dunkin Donuts and if you're just a fucking idiot, you're living in bliss. And that's really the best place to be. Because the people who are, like, running the world, they're not really happy. It fucking sucks. Okay? Even Jim Carrey says, like, you got you got a, you know, two bill. It's not worth it. But, I mean, even Elon, I mean, you know, whatever. He's he has some deep seated issues. Everyone wants to shit on Elon Musk, dude. Why? Why the fuck do you care? Stop focusing on this guy. Focus on those people that you don't hear about who are really fucking your life. Who's the head of Wells Fargo? Go find that fucking guy. But or the head of Raytheon how about that buddy or the revolving door where he ends up becoming sub whatever cabinet member you know it's like this is all this bullshit so damn it I see this is the thing married at first sight okay so the Dunkin Donut scam this is how it worked and I've been listening to a lot of uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano's uh, podcast Our Thing and of course uh, it's about the mafia and they call it La Cosa Nostra so I call it La Donut Nostra so <laughs> Our Donut I'm sure donut there is some Italian donut word but fuck that I don't care so my donut scam was, <laughs> and I worked for the TOT for like, shit, I don't know, two years or something. So this, this went on for quite some time, but long enough to gain a significant amount of weight, uh, which is great. Um, uh, it was probably, you know, I look forward to my heart attack, probably going to be while I'm talking on some device or I'm on some trip. Um, so the donut scam If I could stay focused, maybe I have ADHD. Some kid will sell that shit to me and I can start popping these pills. Eh, Thanks, mom. You should have done this for me, huh? Actually, I know some people who are my age. They said, oh, yeah, I didn't know I had ADHD. Just taking Adderall now. Just taking fucking speed. So you don't have that, dude. You're just staring at a fucking, you're staring at two monitors for the course of a day. That's boring as shit. Human beings are not meant to do any of this. It's not that there's some defect with you. There's a defect with the fact that you don't fucking care about this job. That maybe you want to be outside. Maybe you want to do some other things that really inspire you. And even then, not all the time. But whatever. So the donut scam, finally, after 10 minutes, you go in, you buy the coffee. You realize you didn't have to take this because they never entered in that five-digit combination. It just said promotion. They click it. You watch them do it. So if you were somewhat observant, you could find a way to game anything because it's always there. So, I mean, it's like, what is Bernie Madoff? He he just found people who wanted to continuously make money, and you just take advantage of that shit. Now, of course, you do it long enough, or Elizabeth Holmes, you know, same kind of thing. Find people who will never really look into anything as long as you speak with charisma. You know, like Barack Obama. No, So, what? like every president, if you just speak with confidence, hence con man, and, uh, you yeah, so basically what you do is you buy the coffee, whatever, and you get it, say, any five numbers that you want. Pick any of them out of the top of your head. doesn't matter. You put down some five numbers. Um, usually pick some that you, uh, I don't know, pick some that you like. doesn't really matter. You can change it up each time. I like to change it up. I had my friend, he liked to just use the same one every time. Well, you do that, you walk back. So you get a, a break at 10 a.m., and then you get a break at 3 p.m., which three is a little late to keep drinking coffee, but when you feel like your life sucks, let's keep, you know, keep that high going. So, <laughs> you go, get that coffee, and then you fill out, do whatever you want. You want to go at lunch, you can do it, you can keep doing it, you can run it as many times as you want, it doesn't matter. You don't want to do it back to back, or else they'll, you know, they'll get wise to, them. what the fuck are you doing? But if you do it later in the day, a lot of times there's a different shift, or there's different people working that register. Also, they didn't really care because if you're friendly with them, they don't give a shit. They're like, oh, you filled it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do because they say like, oh, he keeps coming back. So he's going to keep filling it out. So you fill it out. You write some bullshit numbers down. You give them that. They give you a coffee for nothing. Fucking coffee, dude. I mean, at the time, two, three bucks, right? Now I'm sure it's more. You know, I'm sure Duncan's not really, um, what is it, immune to inflation either. So what we would do, we would just keep doing that. And we do it again and again and again. And any person we knew who went to Dunkin' Donuts, we'd ask if they kept their receipt if they wanted it. But it even got so much to the point where people would just leave their fucking receipts next to the uh, the napkins that were out of uh, eyesight of the, uh, the register. You just start just collecting a shitload of napkins. And these were like government bonds, but for Dunkin' Donuts. So they're insured <laughs> to always get you at least a coffee. And it got to a point where my top drawer as well as my friend Ali and my other friend, Joe, we had stacks of, I mean, it was like, it was like, we could have put a rubber band around this shit and it said $10,000. That's how many of these fucking stacks of these receipts we had all of them already filled. We didn't have to fill them out ahead of time because we were like, yeah, we're, you know, kill some time. We're not doing anything at the job. There was a lot of downtime as it is with government work, you know, but we would do that. So every time it's like, "Hey, you want to get a coffee?" Uh, yeah, okay. Just grab a few receipts. Like, oh, so you know, would be, we would do it sometimes. It'd be such—it's <laughs> so bad. I'd be like, "Hey guys, it's on me today." Like, I'd bring in like three or four of them. <laughs> we, our entire group, we just give them free coffees. And one time, and a few times, a few times this happened where they're not supposed to give you a receipt for a promotion because you did nothing to get it. Well, they printed off a receipt and they gave us them. So it was just like replenishing. You're playing with house cash. It's great. This is the best thing. It's better than Vegas. So we go do this so many times and we're doing this every day. We did this to the point, I think until we decided we wanted to go to Starbucks. That was more so like when my buddy Joe and I were, we were disillusioned with the job so much so that we just really just like, you know, our supervisor would be out of town for like two weeks and like we had nothing to do. So, or well, nothing. I say that with quotes. Um, we'd walk down and sit in a Starbucks for like three hours or whatever. I mean, we really should have been fired, both of us. And I'm hopefully he's not. Well, if he is listening to this or his superior, whatever, whatever. This happened a long time ago. So, um, I mean, some of the, d- these stories. I mean, like real, just deadbeat kind of shit. But this is like if you're. This is why you need a fucking hobby, dude. Because ultimately, like there was one day, we we had it was supposed to be our day for us to like hang out that people brought it in cornhole boards. People playing chess, whatever. It was our day to just do this on the floor on our floors. Right. Like kind of a employee appreciation. And this is when I was really getting into uh, machining or whatever, before I started doing, um, yeah, this is like right before I, I launched a Kickstarter or whatever, follow the roller coaster page. You'll figure that out. But, um, at Kickstarter, the roller coaster project. So, I before I was doing that, I didn't know anything about like a uh, CNC machine. Like that was my hobbies, like machining stuff, building shit. I have three D printers, all that kind of crap. Well, they thought I was doing work the entire day because all I was doing was just watching YouTube videos. I watched YouTube videos for nine hours straight on how to machine stuff with the type of CNC that I got, and how to build stuff. And like, I it wasn't. I don't know. It must have been more than one one day of this kind of thing. But like, I spent the whole time. With the exception of when we had to go get whatever food they gave us, I spent that whole time sitting at my desk. So everyone thought I was working, and I, I never knew I had this in me until I talked to my brother. And he would do this during like high school. Now, in my mind, those were the times when you were most watched. So those are the times that you don't want to do this shit. You have to be very coy. But when it comes to a job, <laughs> they're not there to be your your parents or your teacher. They're not up on you, man. They they are so far away from you a lot of times that it's like they thought I was fucking working. And then, of course, I'd still take my break from doing that. I'd walk down to the Dunkin' Donuts, acquire the free coffee, come right back upstairs, and act like I'm right back to it. I mean, I designed sidewalks and a few things that do exist, which is great. Which, one of my things just happened to revolve around the Clinton administration of a thing that to get some people off his back, it's like, we'll do, like, safe routes to school or whatever, so, like, that's one thing I did so, you know, again, somehow brought it back to that shit but, eh, fuck NAFTA so yeah, I spent this whole time, like everyone thought I was doing, I was really into it because everybody on the floor was like, man, fuck this, if I don't have to work, let's go play, you know, we'll play cornhole we'll just have a good time, we'll hang out with everybody like, Dave, what are you doing? I just, oh, of course, just minimize, you know, change the page real quick it's like, no, no, I wasn't watching, uh, YouTube the entire day, and it's like if somebody in IT would have just looked at my computer and Joe's computer and probably everyone else, I'm sure I wasn't the only—we weren't the only people. You would have seen such a spike in the amount of data being transferred to and from our computers because that's all I did. I watched so much of that. I mean, I learned how to do all of this shit through YouTube. But so the Dunkin' Donuts scam to finally wrap that up. Uh, yeah, so you know the the best—I think the highlight of the scam was. You know, it's, it's downtown Atlanta. Uh, occasionally, you'll run into homeless people. And they'll ask you for shit. Like, I, I'm never one of those people, I'm like, oh, fuck off. You know, not one of those things, like, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle is talking about in one of his first stand-up specials. Like, stepping over, like, Oscar the Grouch. Like, get it together, Grouch. If you haven't seen that, you gotta see this. It's, it's great. <laughs> so, the... You know, you'd, so you'd, occasionally you'd be hit up for something. Like, you get hit up. Like, one time, one guy was saying, like, you know, his, he's got the family in the street or whatever. But a lot of times, it's like, hey, man, I'm trying to get something to eat. Or, hey, man, I just want to get a coffee. Well, I told this guy, I'm like, hey, man, here's this receipt. Just give it to them. And say, like, hey, I already filled this out. They will give you a free coffee. This is as good as money. And it sounded like something out of Dumb and Dumber. I was like, that's an I.O.U. That is worth... That is as good as money. That's worth a Lamborghini. And that's... I mean, he... <laughs> thought I was full of shit, like just trying to get him to like fuck off. And I'm like, seriously, dude, I just got this coffee doing the exact same thing. I didn't pay for this shit. I have no cash on me, but I got these. And these are, these are basically, this is money. This is Duncan money. So go in there and give that. And then <laughs> we're just hanging around or whatever. just talking and not, but like two minutes later, this dude comes walking out of the Dunkin' Donuts, which was tied to a gas station too. So he comes walking out. He's like, hey man, it worked. And I was like, shit, yeah, yeah, man. I yeah, keep that shit down. Did they give you another receipt? He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, write down five other numbers. You can get another coffee tomorrow. And he, <laughs> he's like, you serious? So I was like, I want to feel like I gave back that way. You know, you you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. You teach a man to scam Dunkin' Donuts, he'll drink coffee for life. And that was my hobby while working at the Department of Transportation. I mean I was I was so disillusioned once I found out that the transportation board was made up of people who were friends with the governor. They weren't even people who were engineers. A lot of them not even they're just some business magnate or somebody. And that's why you find out, like, oh wait, these are the people who dictating where we build and what we build. These people don't know shit. That's like ugh. And that's when I started giving up. But I don't know. So that was my Duncan scam, you know, La Donna Nostra. Um and uh, you know, rest in peace, James Khan you know, to go back from uh Keep it mafia related but uh, I don't know so yeah that worked uh, Worked for a while it worked for uh, more than a year I think until they, they finally got wise I think they have a, still have a survey but if you do it they'll give you like a donut or something they'll give you something that people don't really want and that's why uh, I think Dunkin Donuts changed their name to Dunkin which you know fuck them for that because they were selling less and less donuts over the years it's also weird too because not every Dunkin Donuts makes their donuts so I'd watch them like wheel these carts out around the back and it's just like stalactites of I mean it's just like sugary jizz just just hanging on these things it's like oh my god and they're like pressure washing these things like where do you guys make these donuts then so some of them do it but if like places that were like it was like built into a gas station so clearly they didn't have the ovens or any of that stuff I guess the deep fryer um, so I guess they make them off-site or whatever when they wheel these pallets in, but yeah, that was, uh, so they started doing that. And I guess once they, sh- they shifted to doing more of the donut and not the coffee, which of course is the higher value item for us, we started going and wasting more time at like a Starbucks or something shit down the street. Cause there was no like mom and pop thing, especially in that part of Atlanta. It's like, it's, it gets, gets pretty dicey at night, which is weird. Cause it's like right next to Georgia Tech. So, you know, and routinely there'd be people like exchange students walking around late at night with their earphones in getting held up and stuff, which is great to say that, like, you just like got to accept what a city is. And it's like, no, we just never really recovered from that. You know, we probably could have done it in the 60s and 70s. But we really just purposely fucked ourselves. But um, there you go. That's how you just scam Dunkin Donuts. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be another version of that somewhere out there. But if you see that people don't enter anything into a system to verify whether or not you're full of shit, uh, take advantage of it because why not? Recession's coming, man. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you have your money right. And if not, well, actually overdraft fees, they've really gotten smart to that shit too. Kind of sucks, man. I'm curious to know what then, with like the new, the new crowd of people coming up, like what they're going to like, what are they going to, you know, rip off? I mean, three card Monty's always around, Right. There's always people trying to grift some way, and I feel like the way that we ripped off Dunkin' Donuts, I mean, we we did buy a lot of stuff from them, so it's not really like we took anything, because I think coffee's probably the cheapest thing that they make uh, per item, but they also make the most money off of. It's gotta be cheap as fuck, right? I don't know. But, you know, there'd be some other times where they'd give us extra shit, just because... But, you know, the funny thing is, too, is so I moved... I got a different job after that and moved out to Cincinnati and then came back like three years later and worked at a place like 50 miles or not 50 miles. I don't know, maybe 20 miles South of Atlanta or whatever, even farther. It was a far drive. The first Dunkin' Donuts, whatever that I had to do, like one of the first days I went to that new job. Um, I went to that Dunkin' Donuts and I shit you not, the manager of the one that I used to go to all the way back when, remembered me she's like oh you down? you don't you're not at spring anymore or like it was on spring Street. she was like you're not at spring anymore and i'm like you're fucking kidding me you first of all you remember me second of all what and what are the odds that we actually there's like a thousand dunkin donut locations in the metro area of atlanta anyway whatever so she worked at that one so she remembered me just asking like oh you're not over there anymore it's like i've been gone for three years how do you remember this this is insane and that's what kind of lasting impression Having a scam with Dunkin' Donuts can do for you. I also had something weird like that happen to a hotel in Belgium. I was spending so much time, like I, nobody should ever stay more than a month in a hotel. First of all, it's expensive as shit. But you know, I also worked for a company that was not very smart, so they would keep me there. And uh, my last name and all that kind of stuff is not—it's not mahogany, but whatever. So it's—it's it's not common, and especially not in Belgium, you know. And. I came back after six, seven, eight months of uh, having, you know, spent a lot of time in this ho- this hotel in this area. I came back like eight months later, and as soon as I walked in, the dude looks at me, says my full name, "Hey, Mister Sut," you know, says Dave, and then whatever mahogany for all whatever. So he says that and I'm like, you, you remember me? He's like, Oh, of course you've stayed here longer than anyone we've, (laughs) we've known. I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, this is, and then doing that whole thing when that Dunkin' Donuts employee remembered me so specifically, like I looked different. I was fatter, whatever, different haircut. I just looked different. Remembered me exactly saying, shit, you're down here now. Like it was not even like, wait a second, you look familiar. It was Oh hey, what's up, man? You back? And it's like, <laughs> fuck. So I think about that when I think about debt and fat, fat being physical debt on your body. I think of Dunkin' Donuts and maybe they finally caught me for my racketeering. Um, yeah, you know, I guess those are a little bit of my stories or whatever. I mean, I go off on a lot of tangents, as you know, if you've listened this many times, but uh. I'm gonna try to do at least one of these a week just talking. Uh, every time i have to go travel for work or something got myself a little like uh, traveling rig i can do that over there um i don't know why i slipped into that voice i'm looking i have a picture of new york on my wall but that was i don't know just stop. i was listening to bill burr before this so monday morning podcast baby i mean we're like we're like right below it right you know we're just as good but um you know thanks for listening uh you can check me out on the various channels, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Find uh, anybody else you like in this. I will try to keep it more lighthearted. Um, sometimes I'll go into, like, the real deep things like that. I was going to do something about, because we just passed the 4th of July, just go into my my interpretation of history in the 20th century of the United States, how we get to this point, and how it's not all the orange man's fault, even though that guy was nothing more than a fat con man, sack of shit, and uh, always has been, so... Yeah, I don't know. If you grow up with parents and, uh, grandparents who came from, uh, Nueva York, then, uh, you kinda know the whole, again, the whole scam. It's always, it's always a bunch of scams. Um, everything in life is a scam. Almost everything. So, my juvenile version was to rip off a donut shop. What's the harm in that, huh? Ultimately, get yourself a hobby. We don't need this shit. People were overturning Supreme Court decisions, making up these rules for other people's bodies. Like, seriously, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I went to a Taco Bell recently, and this was after, I guess they had... The people who won had a protest to protest the people who lost. Like, you already won. Why the fuck would you do that? But then also you went to Taco Bell, so you don't really care that much about human life. I mean, that stuff... God only knows what it's actually doing to you. And it probably... Taco Bell, I'm willing to bet there's been at least two miscarriages from that shit. Whatever. Neither here nor there. Get a hobby. Make some bread. Fuck with cameras. Do whatever it is you want to do. Just leave people alone and just enjoy your life, man. It's short. And if you can, scam a Dunkin' Donuts. Leave a comment. Emails are brokeashitpodcasts at gmail.com. Talk about some broke habits, situations, or if you've ever scammed a donut shop. Or... If you're just really loving married at first sight, we'll talk about it all.